Kinship Tales Studios. These are the sounds that I've heard on most mornings throughout my life. My first coffee beverage was during a visit to Seattle when I was 14 years old. I have basically been hooked ever since. I do not drink coffee because it doesn't have an enjoyable taste or effect. Instead, I drink tea, which is the subject of our next episode, so stay tuned. Most Americans drink coffee. In fact, the average person has three cups a day in the U.S., and Seattle has the highest per capita consumption of all U.S. cities. So it only seemed appropriate that we immersed ourselves in a culture that was as caffeinated as Brian is on a daily basis. All right, so we're currently walking through the University of Washington campus. Yep. It is 10.20 in the morning. About 10.30. About 10.30. And we have not had any caffeine yet. Nope. Actually, full disclosure, I had two pieces of chocolate anticipating that I would have to go a really long time without caffeine. <laughs> so I have cheated already. But uh, you are running off I of have no caffeine. caffeine. I have a little bit. So how do you feel? I don't feel that different, which is often my perception with caffeine. I, my stomach felt a little funny on the ferry, but yeah. it was also a ferry, so. Just kind of feeling. Yeah, how do you feel? A little bit sluggish and uh, behind the curve a bit, which, you know, could be normal, but, um, <laughs> but uh, according to you, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm feeling um, just not quite like myself, and I think that might be the lack of caffeine. We'll whatever. see how that how that first cup yeah. makes the sun brighter and I'm, the sky bluer. I'm excited to, <laughs> to taste it. The truth is, there is no way to fully immerse ourselves in the Seattle coffee scene, since this city boasts more coffee shops per capita than any other city in the U.S., or about 35 for every 100,000 residents. I know, not enough. We set out on an adventure to a couple coffee shops that I've been meaning to visit. Hi. Hi there. How's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Beautiful morning. Very cold. Yeah. Very cold. Yeah. yeah. Rigid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just get a 12-ounce uh, Do you want room for cream? No. Many of you probably already know the lore behind Seattle's connection to coffee. Aside from the 1,200-pound gorilla in the room, <clears throat> Starbucks, you may be surprised to learn that coffee, or more fittingly, the coffee shop, was born in the 1960s in Seattle's U District, near Hippie Hill, in 1967 at a coffee house called The Last Exit. The same counterculture mythos is how coffee became such a prominent feature across the city, particularly due to a climate that invites a hot beverage. Temperatures average the low 50s, and even better, a boost of energy to overcome the many overcast and rainy days. All right, so we just had our first 
cup of coffee. Yes. I'm feeling <laughs> much better now. Um, I feel, I think, a little bit more awake. Yeah. Um, not dramatically different, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did the coffee taste to you? Um, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was fine for me, too. I, I think if I had a pour-over or something like that, I would have enjoyed it more, maybe. Um, Didn't leave me with, you know. It wasn't my favorite roast. I'll yeah. just say that. But, uh, but yeah, much better, and I'm more awake and alert. And we had a, um, a muffin. We had a muffin. Calories so. always. Yeah, yeah, a little extra energy. So, yeah, anyway. Seattle is uniquely suited for coffee consumption, yet it lacks the ability to grow this intoxicating plant. In fact, most places outside the subtropics and below the right altitude cannot grow coffee. Climate change is making that even harder. This is why the variety and convenience of coffee available to us today is so remarkable. Coffee, originally from Ethiopia, is now an $80 billion a year industry and spans the globe. Coffee, and the addictive alkaloid known as caffeine, shapes our choices, behaviors, and mood. And as Michael Pollan pointed out in his book, Caffeine, available on Audible, this socially acceptable drug helped spur the enlightenment and rational thought throughout Europe's many coffee houses. It also increased productivity during the Industrial Revolution as it helped workers overcome fatigue and provided mental clarity. I love coffee. The smell, the taste, the way it feels warm in your hands on a cold day, the way it feels cold in your hands on a hot day, if you're drinking iced coffee. Coffee for me is more of a seasonal thing. I don't drink very much coffee over the summer because in my mind, coffee is a warm beverage, not one served chill. That is why I drink a lot more coffee when months get colder like it is now. Recently, I've been obsessed with caramel macchiatos, but I go through phases when it comes to coffee. Every fall, you will catch me with a pumpkin spice latte in my hand, and the second that peppermint hits the shelves, I'm drinking peppermint mochas. For me, Coffee is something I enjoy for the flavor and the mood-enhancing properties. It has only been in the last few years, after learning about the history, craft, and chemical properties, that my relationship with coffee has changed. I decided to take a break from caffeine altogether during the early days of the pandemic. This unplanned experiment taught me how much this beverage alters my brain chemistry and behaviors in some unexpected ways. After nearly 17 years of coffee every day, I forgot who I was without it. My sleep improved, my anxiety decreased, and I was far less jittery. Even still, those weren't enough reasons to completely renounce coffee, a beverage that I love so much. Instead, I see the subtle beauty of moderation and choice. I choose to have coffee when I can have the best quality and flavor, not out of necessity to stay awake or be more productive like I did when I was younger. So my all-time favorite cup of coffee would be Mexican mochas because they're typically made with el abuelita chocolate, which if you grew up in the same way I did, you grew up drinking el abuelita hot chocolate. 
The Mexican mochas made with a specific chocolate will forever have a special place in my heart, as it will always remind me of home. But I hate, hate making coffee. I absolutely hate it. I will do anything to avoid having to make coffee in the morning. I will go get coffee. I will ask my wife to make coffee. I will crush up and snort the beans instead of brewing a cup of coffee. I absolutely despise making coffee. In our present moment, following the COVID-19 pandemic and the economic downturn of big tech, where many people are now questioning hustle culture and maximizing productivity, will other Americans begin to evaluate their relationship with coffee? Will Brian and other coffee drinkers be forced to reduce their consumption due to climate change? All right, so we just went to our second coffee shop, Vic- yep. Victrola Coffee Roasters, and the coffee was very good. It was good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and how are you feeling right now? I feel hungry. <laughs> um, Yeah, what I noticed, because I had a kombucha, um, and I felt a sort of like muscle relaxation that I feel when drinking alcohol, Ah, which is interesting because, you know, kombucha has a little bit of alcohol in it. So, um, yeah, so I felt very relaxed. I noticed that definitely. I uh, felt kind of like the jitters coming on mm. like midway through that cup of coffee mm-hmm. and it was just sort of like okay two cups of coffee right now feeling good <laughs> but I also feel like I um, you know could kind of spiral out of control <laughs> in the next uh, 10 or 15 minutes definitely get some food in you and right now yeah like <laughs> I feel my body's kind of like you know shaking a bit and <laughs> My brain is processing stuff uh, in a fast way, but not necessarily in a better way. Like I'm not. It's like Michael Pollan said. Yeah, it's not. It makes you faster, not necessarily better. Not necessarily better. <laughs> or smarter. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Right yeah. Now. These questions still remain unanswered for us at the moment. However, what is certain is that the coffee scene in Seattle is so much more than one brand or shop. It is a tapestry of ideas, people, and connection to time and place. Coffee, however you like it, grounds us in the here and now. The smells of the season, laughter, cold air, warmth, and of course, the buzz of this living city. You see what he did there? Thanks for listening.